But where are you really from? But where are you really from? Hey everyone, I'm Angela Lin, and I'm Jesse Lin, and welcome back to another episode of But Where Are You Really From? Today is the first episode back after our break. Welcome back, y'all. We are pumped to do another batch of episodes for you. And the first episode that we're going to be jumping into is one that is top of mind for me, <laughs> because I literally just spent a year abroad in Asia, and by the time that you're listening to this episode, I'll actually be back in Asia (laughs) already. So the topic we're going into today is quality of life in Asia versus the US. And I will preempt this because all you social media peeps about to jump on me ASAP on this. When I say Asia, I do mean East Asia because that's where I spent my time, not because that represents all of Asia. And specifically because I personally spent most of my time the last year in both Japan and Korea. That's mostly where my perspective is coming from, even if I'm referring to it as Asia in quotes. Okay, so don't at me, bro. Anywho, so I feel like there are a lot of different things that go into quality of life or things that people think of in terms of like what is important to them from a day-to-day perspective or what makes like a difference in your day-to-day. And it goes without saying that cost of living is one of the biggest ticket items up there. And I would say everyone in the world has been experiencing inflation for many reasons, but because the U.S. is just already so much more expensive than a lot of other places. I feel like the U.S. got hit disproportionately much higher with inflation than at least some of these East Asian countries that I was living in. For example, I was in Japan and Korea, right? And like, honestly, because I spent time there before and after this like said inflation time. And like when I compare things like how much a meal cost, honestly, I didn't feel like there was much of a difference. Average meal cost for a normal meal, both in Korea and Japan, I'd say is like between $7 and like $10 for like a full on meal. And again, remember, there's no tax and tip beyond that price. So that didn't really change versus like when I came back from my year abroad in Asia, and I went to the worst possible place where you're based now, New York. And I was like, what the actual fuck? We just buy some like rando, you know, bowl like something with rice, meat, and veggies or whatever. And we spent like $50 for two people. And then of course you feel obligated to like tip beyond that. And the tax is like 9% or whatever because it's one of the more expensive states. So the sticker shock of just like the base level of everyday items like food in the US versus Asia was just like appalling to me after spending a year in Asia where everything was just like very affordable, at least from like a foreigner's perspective with US mentality. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, there were definitely still certain moments where I was like, this is a lot of money for someone who lives here. So a couple of things that I think in talking with my family members and also just kind of going out by myself that I noticed is that like property is definitely about the same in terms of it's way out of reach for the average person on the average salary. I think most people in New York probably will never own property in New York because it's just so cost prohibitive. In the same vein, when I went back to Taiwan, I had been talking to my cousins about what it would cost 
boss to buy a place in Taipei because that's where they've lived all their life. And they're like, there's no way that we could ever afford a place that is even remotely close to where we currently live and the size of it. It was pretty wild. I think they were saying like in USD, like maybe like a thousand square foot apartment was like $850,000, which if you know how much they make, I think like the average salary is like 20,000 USD. It's a stretch. It's a stretch for people to uh, afford some of the, the property there. And then I was like some of the nightlight stuff was a little bit more expensive than I was expecting when I went out to bars and stuff. It's a little bit different because usually you don't get anything with the cover when you're going out here. You just like get in. But like when I went to certain places, the cover bought you like a drink or so. But it was still like a little bit pricey for I think what the average salary would be. So there were definitely like these areas where the affordability felt a little more and a little less depending on what you're what you're buying. But definitely like kind of what you were saying, like food and things in general were just cheaper and I didn't really have to worry about it. Yeah, I think it kind of depends on what items you're talking about, like purchasing items you're speaking about and also specifically which country. So I'd say a lot of East Asian countries, the real estate bubble thing is legit. Like Taiwan is crazy for the amount of money that people earn salary wise. And Korea is very similar. Like if you talk to young people in Korea, they're basically like, I'm never going to afford a house because everything's like 1 million plus and their salaries are not that high either. However, Japan is one of the only places where it's like very randomly like super freaking low. It depends on where you're looking and it depends on old versus new, blah, blah, blah. But like if you're okay with a not brand new build, you can get it for as low as $10,000 in some like rando town somewhere or sub $100,000 in like an actual, you know, big city, which is unheard of. Definitely in the United States and like compared to the price you just listed for Taiwan and like what I mentioned about Korea, it's like insanely affordable. For them, it's like the government prioritized making house ownership like not a thing that should make or break people's lives, which is refreshing compared to like I don't know, trying to like move back to the US after all this time in Asia, we're just like, what the hell do I have to pay for a house? Like, how does anyone afford this? That's something that's just like kind of cray cray. But there's still a premium in certain areas, right? It's not like housing is always 10k like if you're trying to live in a nicer neighborhood or something that's just like more in demand the the pricing can get a little bit wonky as well right sure but like imagine being able to buy an apartment or condo or whatever in tokyo central for like three hundred thousand dollars like compared to all those other prices we just named like taiwan i'm sorry but those those houses don't deserve those prices it's it's more like it's because they have like a restriction on new builds or something within like Taipei proper and then because like my cousin bought outside of Taipei but it's like 45 minutes commute outside Taipei and they paid $500,000 for a two-bedroom condo thing and it's a brand new build but I'm like you're not even in Taipei and that costs half a million dollars and like you probably are making $30,000 a year so from like a ratio standpoint the real estate makes no sense but going back to what we're saying though the cost of living from like outside real estate standpoint I think if you're talking about like things people need not want besides real estate food, clothes, blah, 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 blah. In 
East Asia. It's a lot more affordable, even if you make a lot less money. Like somebody who's making $30,000 a year or whatever can afford to eat out more than once a week or whatever, as it was like in the US when I was making $40,000 coming out of college and living in New York, I basically could only eat out once a week and I had to like cook every single other meal because I couldn't afford anything otherwise. And when you were talking about in Taiwan going out and stuff, I actually was just talking to my Chinese tutor about this recently, but she was like, everything that's imported costs more. Not just like literally goods that are imported, but like trendy things that are imported. Just like the idea of cocktails and like those kinds of things. That's not native to Taiwan, but like if you bought like Taiwan beer that costs like 30 cents a can, you know, like that's not unaffordable. So when you're buying the things that you want as a Westerner in a country that's not in the West, you should be prepared to pay for it like you're in the West. But everything else is like dirt cheap compared to the West. I don't know if these exist everywhere. But for me, one of the areas where it was like the most affordable to eat was to go to a night market. But like we don't have the equivalent of that here in the US. And I've noticed that there are even some I think you might have sent me an article regarding like food stuff once that there are these like mom and pop type restaurants like just they are sit down places, but they're not super fancy. And they kind of sit between like the price here of like a regular restaurant versus like night market. So I just feel like there's like different levels of food pricing that are like lower than what we have here, even in the city, it's like food truck, or you have like a full restaurant, even if it's like a mid-tier restaurant the food still costs like a good amount of money and then you have like you know super high-end restaurant that most people can't afford to go eat at regularly i feel like the u.s doesn't really have straight food in the same sense anymore as like in asia across many different countries we do have street food but like food trucks like you said cost a shit ton of money i'm like i'm sorry how did i just spend 20 dollars on a hamburger from a guy handing it to me from a car like what's going on it's such a bizarre concept but there are still like little things like for example i'm staying in a town like close to where we grew up right now and there are a lot of Mexican people who live in this area so actually like every other corner on the weekends there's like taco stands that pop up they're not there most of the time but it's only on the weekends and it's like clearly people are like cooking it you know homemade and like selling it on the street during these times but it's like one of the only times I've seen like what I would call street food in like the original sense it's just not that common in the U.S. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey listeners, wondering how you can support us? The biggest way is by increasing our visibility by following us on Instagram at whereareyoufrompod, on TikTok at butwhereareyoureallyfrom, subscribing to our YouTube channel under butwhereareyoufrompod, where are you really from podcast, rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, and telling your friends. The more people we can get to listen to the show, the more we can continue spotlighting different perspectives and stories. And if you feel so inclined, we're also accepting donations at buymeacoffee.com slash where are you from. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> 
let's move on from food and these kinds of things. In terms of like other things that factor into quality of life, society's expectations of you are different based on whatever country you're in. And I think, again, we're always talking about it from our perspective, which is not the same as everyone's perspective. We're American and we have the privilege of being able to travel to other places and not be pressured necessarily to conform to that society's standards and expectations of people. So I will say one of the main reasons why Asia was so awesome (laughs) for us this last year is like we get to experience all the highs of being in that culture, like experiencing a new culture and everything being much more affordable compared to where we're coming from, the US. But people don't expect us to like, I don't know, for example, if we work there, work till 9, 10 p.m. and like have the same formalities in terms of like hierarchical like politeness or like all those things, gender norms to like some extent. So I totally recognize that part of the reason I think it's so awesome to be there is because I have the privilege of not being forced to obey the societal norms because I can see like I have friends that do live there permanently are like ethnically of that country or like citizens of that country and they talk about you know how difficult it is sometimes to for example be a woman in a society that usually has women placed in more like a domestic role supporting man role those kinds of things I just want to put that out there that like anyone who often speaks about like how awesome it is in other places that they're not from it's because they often are not expected to act the same way as if you were like actually born and raised there obviously there are like a ton of differences between the pressures that folks there are under versus being here like even just stuff we've talked before about like academic pressure that is like totally a different boat and I do feel like in a way we are lucky because I haven't lived there for an extended period of time so you're gonna have to let me know like your run and how it goes but I feel like coming in as a family member that the family hasn't seen in a while you're always treated like very special like a celebrity so it is special treatment already so you don't necessarily feel like you have to conform to any thing there are kind of like fish out of water moments where I'm like how should I be behaving in this particular scenario like is there an etiquette that I should be upholding that I'm not aware of and it's really hard to suss sometimes there are just like all these moments where I'm like should I be doing something different here like I don't really know yeah I mean I think it depends on which country you're talking about because I did spend some time in Taiwan and I think that's different because it's family like you said versus like I spent the majority of the time in Japan and I'm not Japanese but I'm Asian Right. So like it is kind of weird because I don't think anyone really expects me to conform like totally to their norms. But I will say if you're Asian appearing and you are in Asian countries, like I think there is a default assumption that you probably speak their language because you might be working there or you might be like an exchange student or something. And like, honestly, it's just kind of unspoken that they kind of assume that the Asians put in the effort to like learn the language versus they look at Ramon and they're just like, whatever. Even if he actually 
actually knows more Japanese than I do. I do try to conform as much as I can out of politeness. I'm trying to like not make people stressed out because I think especially in places like Japan where they don't speak much English, it actually stresses them out to try to like have to speak to you in English when they're not comfortable with it. So I know enough now because I've spent the time to learn as much as I can about the language and like etiquette and whatever where I like can generally skate by many common interactions where they don't realize that I'm not like fluent in Japanese because I want to make their lives as easy as possible. I'm trying to like integrate as much as I can. So even though I've acknowledge that I definitely have the privilege of being a foreigner that doesn't really have to conform. That's not telling you all that you get some fucking free pass. Like, especially Americans, I feel like we're obnoxious travelers usually, and that's like the reputation that people assume you're coming with as an American when you're on vacation somewhere. And I would just say, if you plan to live somewhere more than the one week or whatever for a vacation, please try to integrate as much as you can. Like, whether that be from language or just like being more aware of your surroundings and the way that people act and like don't be a fucking asshole you know like try to make people's lives as easy as possible because you're benefiting so much from like the environment that you're in and the privilege that you have being there so like don't be an idiot that is a very fair statement to make and speaking of being aware of your surroundings how safe did you feel while you were there honestly so safe that was the one of the biggest shockers, especially I told you that I came straight from Korea to New York, right? And like Japan is even another level up in terms of like safety and like almost babying their their people a little too much with the level of safety. But Korea is also very safe. So just like literally flying in from Asia straight into New York, especially, I was very hyper aware of just like how much more danger there is in everyday interactions. For example, taking public transportation. In Asia, I think in, again, East Asia, a lot of these countries, people take safety for granted, especially Japan. I keep talking about Japan because I spent the most time there, but like, it's a given that you should assume no one's going to hurt you. Versus in the US, I feel like the default is you assume that like anyone could want to hurt you and like it's your job to like be aware of your surroundings and like not get yourself into trouble. And if you get into trouble, it's like your fault for not paying attention. Versus in Asia, people literally fall asleep on the train all the time. They'll like drop their phone because they fall asleep and like people will like pick it back up for them and like hand it back to them. There's no fear of violence at any corner as opposed to like in New York I didn't have violence happen to me the one month I spent there when I came back but I had many moments where I was like bro I'm like two steps away from this guy just like deciding to punch me in the face I think the other thing is the amount of like anger that Americans have that might be an overly broad categorization but like New York I think a lot of people are angry a lot of times. There are many reasons to be angry, right? But like, I actually think that because life is so hard in the US, that is one of the reasons why people are angry all the time. They're just like, how the fuck am I supposed to like make ends meet? A lot of people are working multiple jobs, still can't afford rent, like blah, 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 right? So there are a lot of reasons to be 
frustrated and angry and it's easy to take it out on other people or even just like give off that vibe all the time of just like fucking hate everything and that impacts other people to like receive that kind of energy all day right versus like in Asia I'm not saying life is easy but it's not like you can't afford forward life if you have just like a quote-unquote normal job you don't have to be doing like some high-tech job to afford life in Asia so I think that the general sentiment of people is just like more neutral or more positive than a lot of Americans so it just from a safety standpoint of weightless violence is likely to occur and also just like people's interactions with each other are less like negative. My mom, when I asked her if I could go out by myself in Taipei because I wanted to go do some gay shit, but I didn't tell her that. She was like, yeah, go, go enjoy. Here's some money. There was no like, watch out for this area. Don't go to that neighborhood. I don't even think she was like, stay safe. She was just like, have a good time. Yeah. And I'm not saying no crime ever happens in Asia. Like every society has its problems. But I think if you literally just look at the numbers, like the statistics of the rate of shit that happens in the US versus in these East Asian societies, it's like crippling to look at. The safety thing was a big thing that jumped out at me once I moved back to the US for a couple months or whatever, because I just realized that I have to be vigilant now. I took it for granted even when I was in Asia where it's just like I'm only aware of my surroundings so that I can be polite to people to like not take up too much space or like move when someone's coming in but not because I'm like fearful that someone's gonna do something to me versus that is like my primary motive for being aware of my surroundings when I'm in the US. All the things that we talk about are huge factors into why Ramon and I plan to retire in Asia for sure. Like we have no desire to retire in the US and that's not even just because there's no way we're collecting any fucking social security. Sorry, millennials and younger. Like, there's no fucking way we're collecting any checks from that. All of our parents are taking the last pennies of that before we ever get to retirement age. But life is just so much better there. It's just like, it's just easier. And like, forget it. We didn't even talk about universal health care, but like, that's a given that that's one of the main reasons why we would want to retire there. So, yeah. It's nice to live in a place where you have the freedom, which is the breadth of potential opportunities. Not saying that you have, everyone has equal access to it, just saying that the playing field is there. But on the other end, like, I think when you get older, like, you don't really want that anymore. You want, like, your Zen rock garden that's, like, nicely shaped and you know what it is and there's, like, safety and serenity. And I think that that's probably a good place to go for that. For sure. So we'll wrap this up by throwing a question back to you all listeners. Have you ever thought about living in Asia yourself? If so, where? Drop us a comment on social media or if you haven't noticed on Spotify, if you're listening there, we do little polls there. So this will be the question there. You can drop your little answer in there. We're curious what you guys have thought about and if this is a more pervasive sentiment than just the digital nomads that have been able to do this the last few years because of COVID or if this is like lots of people are starting to think about this stuff let us know and come back next week because we will have another fresh episode for you then and until then bitches. bitches